Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. The hey, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. I want to thank everybody for sharing, for subscribing, for tuning in. I appreciate you. I love you. Send my heart to you. I want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there taking care of their business. I got so many, man, my brother Zoe, my man Jimmy the Barber. I mean, there's so many brothers, man, that I can name that are out there taking care of their business and taking care of their kids, man. Much love to you, brothers. I salute you, brothers. You know what I'm saying? Keep on, keep it on, keep on putting in the work, man. Because I know we don't get enough credit for what we do, man. But it doesn't even matter, man. We do it because we men of the heart. You know what I'm saying? Um, we got a special guest here today, man. It's a good brother, conscious brother. I've been building with him, man. I like him. I like his agenda. And uh, with not, without no further ado, man, we got the brother Hector Santiago here, man. Appreciate you. Oye, mi gente, que te pasa, coño? ¿Cómo está, mi hermano? Well... Hello, everybody. My name is Hector Santiago. I'm running for Detroit City Council for District 6. And I would like to thank, thank Eladio for allowing me to be on his podcast today. And like he said, happy Father's Day uh, to everybody out there and taking care of their kids. And also those mothers that are stepping up in those roles that are stepping up in those fathers' roles. So happy Father's Day. Uh, feliz Día del Padre a todos y a las madres que se han sido de este papel. Listen, man, most definitely, bro. Definitely salute the mothers, man, who have, who have had to play both roles, you know what I'm saying, in their children's lives. I was raised, you know, by a single mother who taught me how to be a man, who taught me how to, you know, be sensitive and be understanding of women and their natures and, and just all things. She just raised me to be a good person, man, in general. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to all the mothers, man, who played the roles of the fathers, you know what I mean? And, uh, man, I had a wonderful weekend. Uh, I went to Chicago. We went to Tinley Park. We went to Cicero, like shout out to all my family, the Aranda family, the Nino family. I love you guys. It was so good to see you guys and celebrate my cousin Jade's graduation out there. Uh, we went out to Silver Lake, you know, the next day we went out to Silver Lake and picked me, man. It was just it was just priceless, man. It was just priceless. You know what I'm saying? The feeling that I get with family, you know what I mean? The connection, you know what I'm saying? There's no hidden agendas there's no backbiting, nothing like everybody's there just with love, man. And it just, it, it, it felt so good, man. You know what I'm saying? And yes, as a man, as a father, as a human being, I felt so loved and so appreciated, man. Yes, yes. You know, and we got to keep that going, bro. And not just wait for once a year for special holidays or things like that to happen, but every day we should practice that. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Look at unfortunate situations that happened. I think it was Mick Nichols and, and I-75. There was a, a, a two-year-old shot and killed and a nine-year-old brother that was, you know what I'm saying, that's in critical condition over a shooting. Like, we hear about all these things going on in our community and so sad and it's so unfortunate, bro. You know what I'm saying? But it takes pillars like us, man, to be able to create the change. You know what I'm saying? Educate our brothers, educate our people, educate our community to a higher standard, man. You know what I'm saying? To see a bigger vision. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. You know. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, the, 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 the nail in the coffin, man. It's all about family. You know, uh, you know, I'm happy you had fun in Chi-Town, you know. Uh, I love it, bro. Hey, I love it. Uh, I always go over there, uh, Humble Park, Day Vision, uh, eat Puerto Rican food with my family and my wife and my kids. Oh, habichuela. Hey. Shout out to Chi-Town, baby. Much love. 
always gained about five, ten pounds over there, you know. <laughs> over one weekend, uh. But uh oh man, over one weekend and you know, <laughs> I'm happy that, you know, that now we have in Contropical not over there in Michigan that they have the Puerto Rican food and all yeah. that. But I can go and gain three to four to four pounds, you know, every other shout week. Out so, you know, shout out to Rincon Tropical. I have to go to Chicago every two or three weeks, you know. So um I mean it's all about family, like you said, you know, you gotta enjoy the time with your family. Um, especially during this pandemic. Um we have lost a lot of loved ones. Um, it's very tough, you know, uh, try not to get emotional uh, because, uh, I mean, a lot of people take family for granted, right? And you really got to um, um, really tell that person, I love you. Every day you walk out, I love you. When you come in, um, if you fight, you know, um, hey, forgive me because you really don't know when you see them again and this pandemic really showed us what the value of family is and uh you know like Eladio said man you know going out and, and having a great time and just forgetting things you know of the past or uh the future that you could build with that family man that's all you can focus on right now because uh this pandemic really uh have put a lot of families in our community in our district in our city um all around the world um I mean, really behind. And uh, we really got to help each other get out of this uh, together as a big family. So, you know, I, I could go on about that. You know, I, I feel like at the end of the day, bro, just as a people, as a community, as a culture, bro, like we are no strangers to danger, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like when this pa pandemic COVID-19 shit hit, like definitely, you know, the whole the whole nation was was disgruntled about the situation, man. But like I said, our people are not a stranger to danger. We've been dealing with the mentality of pandemic, a pandemic mentality that we've been doing of suffering, of poverty, of violence, of, you know, of murder, of, you know, only the strong survive, yes. live for the day because tomorrow's never promised, like kill or be killed yes. mentality. Yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? Through, yes. through gangs, yes. which I look at as tribes who have migrated, who have came, I saw, I conquered mm -hmm. type of mentality that mm -hmm. we've dealt with in our communities for years, bro. You know what I'm saying? And so just as a just as a as a race, as a human race, as a nationality, as a community, as a society, you know what I'm saying? Like we've yeah. been able to move forward. Like we've have a lot we've had a lot of casualties, you know, especially to this pandemic. We've lost a lot of loved ones and yes. things like that. But you know, for those who have made it, who don't, for those who were, you know, who had COVID, who didn't have COVID, like we'd survive something that was designed to kill us. There was a system then and, and too many questions and not enough answers. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But yes. at the end of the day, as humans our only nature is to be able to move forward yes. and, you know what i'm saying and that's what we're doing in every yes. in every way bro exactly. you know what i'm and saying to piggyback off uh what you're saying you know a shout out to all those businesses small businesses too uh restaurants that during that pandemic uh really stood up for our communities uh that that really went out over and beyond to help those families in need uh with food um you know nacimiento Rincon, and I can name so much others and also community leaders that went out and gave food boxes to the whole community. I mean, all these organizations that really helped us during this time. So shout out to all of you because that shows what family is, what our community is all about, what our district is. We're one of the strongest districts, one of the strongest cities in the state, man. And um, we're, we're continuing to show. And uh, I just had to say shout out and thank you guys for showing how strong we are and united. You know, I always say uh, we conquer and divide it, we fall. And we stood united and we actually uh, we're almost out of this. You know, we're 
not out completely, but we're almost out of this because we're actually uh, hopefully conquering this. You know, it's just this pandemic has affected so many mind states of people, yes. you know what I'm saying? And it has really disconnected people because now there's just a big lack of trust, even within your own households, within your own families, within your own social circles, yes. things like that. So it has done a disservice, but at the t same time, it has educated us to a lot of things, especially to the government, to the politics. You know what I'm saying? We have a lot of theories, you know what I'm saying? Who's right? Who's wrong? What's true? Who was it? Who was the better leader? This, this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, yeah, we were blessed to have another day to wake up and be able to move forward as a people, man. Yes. You know what yes. I'm saying? And we still have pillars in the community like yeah. us because yeah. it's so easy to go to the negative path, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so so much temptation, especially when you're hungry. You know what I'm saying? When you're trying to eat and somebody's showing you a way, but you already know what comes with it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But it seems like, you know, when we're when that when that mentality being embedded in your brain about, you know, only the strong survive, you know, by all means necessary mentality, people sacrifice their lives, people sacrifice their freedom or they sacrifice the well-being of other people. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And at the end of the day, bro, like I grew into being a humanitarian and everything that I do has to contribute to the well-being of not only but myself, but but my community to humanity yes. in general, bro. Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? And sitting down, having conversations with you, bro, like my my personal agenda in life like i said i found my purpose in prison i came home and i've been on a mission to fulfill that purpose yes. you know what i'm saying we've had brothers here like david sanchez you know what i'm saying i asked him about his agenda you know what i'm saying he had an agenda that was in line with what i believe in our conversations you know what i'm saying about what you've been through to get to where you at you know what i'm saying and fulfill a purpose and be on a mission that contributes to the well-being you know what yes, i'm saying of our community yes, and and you know at the end of the day man i just i salute everybody i don't care about the politics or the votes mm -hmm. and all the, all that takes course i care about the intent of our people and our leaders you know what exactly. i'm saying and whether it come out down to win lose or draw bro i love to know that your heart is in the right place exactly. you know and that's why it makes it so easy for me to do my job at the DHDC because everybody is there not just for a check you know what I'm saying but to see to see the results and the invest in the community and society in general to uplift to educate and to empower our people bro yes, sir. No, you know that's true I mean um, you had I mean you hit it right on the head man you know at the end of the day um, you know with the negativity yes everything that has passed we can point the figures like hey we could done this that and the other but it's what we can do, right? We can't keep looking in the past. We got to look forward. And, you know, running in this race, man, uh, it's all about the people at the end of the day. It's all about our community. It's all about our businesses, organizations. Uh, I mean, our people, you know, and uh, everybody that, that's in our district, in our city, how can we improve it? And even if a person is not elected how can you continue that pass right or if you are elected how can you bring everybody together to continue that path and make it stronger right and that's what our jobs are when we're running is to what empower everybody when you're elected to hey i need you at the table with me so at the end of the day we're stronger right you're receiving this information so that way we're all together in the community in the district and we're able to actually say, hey, um, this is what we need in order for this zip code or this area to be, you know, have the resources that it needs in order to uh, push itself out of this situation. You know, 
because yes in city council you got certain limits but at the end of the day whatever if elected whatever i'm able to do instant like we were talking you know we have a great conversation at, at uh dhbc um you know instant you know that if, if elected you know these are things and i'll get into my story you know because uh, i remember uh, when i you know i introduced you to nikki that works for the coa i introduced you to cindy they all work in the family department coa department mm -hmm. i introduced you to the youth department at the dhdc and i just felt that that was necessary because like everybody that i work with including myself bro like we are on the same mission bro to improve empower yes. and educate our yes. community bro yes. and when you talked about your agenda because what's the first thing they asked you what is your agenda yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So when you started talking about economical change, you just started talking about, you know, districting issues and just everything that's going on, small businesses, evolution and, 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 and uh, you know, even accountability, you know, for those who are in charge. But, you know, we need more pillars. We need more leaders. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. In our community like yourselves. Yes. And and what I respect the most, bro, is that you've been through the mud, too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You've been, you know, people have been biased towards you, racist against you, prejudice against you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and you you we you know you've had to go through all many challenges many obstacles to get to where you mm -hmm. are today bro yeah. you know what i'm saying and that's what i respect the most because yeah. you know a lot of people they get lost in the sauce when they get involved in the politics mm -hmm. but you know my my number one rule and and it was a it was a song by jay-z is stick to the script man you know what i'm saying and when i stick to the script man it just i feel like like i'd be better because it, you know the devil don't take no breaks man temptations come from many different you know many different angles you know they tr they provide power they provide resources they provide money mm -hmm. but at the end of the day people get lost in the sauce because they lose the concept of what they were supposed to do in the first place you know what i'm saying so your heart got to be in the game your mind your focus and it comes with a lot a lot of sacrifice when you stand on things that you believe in it comes with a lot of sacrifice and a lot of people don't want to make a lot of them sacrifices sometimes they they, they uh, conform to the system absolutely. and they become part of the problem instead of becoming a part of the solution absolutely. you know what i mean absolutely and while you were talking you know i i, I don't know i almost got i mean i was getting emotional because the, like you said devil never takes breaks man and i have been in the mud uh, I mean, uh, I'll give you a little story, but um, I'll give you my story and then I'll get back to the DHDC. But uh, I mean, born and raised in Southwest Detroit, man. Uh, parents are pastors. Um, I grew up in the church, right? And I seen them uh, just being those public servants in the church, right? And growing up, seeing how they were able to handle um, other people's issues. Whatever they needed they were able to improvise right until i seen at home we didn't have we lived in poverty and i would always ask my parents like mom dad how can we give when we don't have right and something that my mom always my mom and dad always said um you give with your heart you shall receive and they always installed that faith and uh, compassion right um I never understood that until I started growing up. And um, that's where I got a lot of my fruit and loins, I would say, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's from my parents. And uh, man, just seeing the work they've did in, a, in, in the church, but at the same time, what they've went through too. And I'm not gonna say we had everything. I mean, I just didn't understand how we could give and then receive because God always found a way for us to make it through, right? Um, then, of course, went to DPS schools uh, from elementary, middle, and then graduated from Western to National High School. So I excel in the classroom 
and on the baseball field, you know. So uh, that's why I got a baseball jersey. That's part of my campaign. It's on my literature because baseball really, I would say, kept me out of trouble. Um, mm -hmm. Love baseball. I coach. But uh, during that time, you know, uh, my freshman year, uh, Angel Garcia was uh, a senior, was my coach. And uh, then uh, Mike and and Juan Carlos took over my sophomore year. And those were great mentors to me, right? They mm. always pushed me to be the man uh, that they knew I could be. And then once I became a father, uh, man, they just kept installing and making sure that was the father I could be, right? And I always asked him for advice and he said, kid, keep doing what you're doing. You're a great father, you're doing great. And I would always go to school, check on my daughter. And he was always, uh, you know, making sure that um, the resources I needed, it was being taken care of. But I was the first in my family to um, attend college. But at the end of the day, I'm not perfect. Made a mistake. Um, Receive a nonviolent offense felony, and we all know that once you receive that, it's like a, a, a mark. Um, yeah, it's really, a stain. Uh, it's a stain on your on on your. It's a blemish yeah, on you. A blemish, you know? you know. It's something that you carry as a burden. Now yes. I'm a felon. You know. Now there's limitations. Now there's boundaries. There's so many. There's only so much things that I can do. You know. There's yeah. only so far as I can it really, go. It really uh, changes your life, and uh, once you. You get that felony, man. You really don't know what to do. And I remember the hurt um, in my parents' eyes. Uh, I remember the judge saying, I'll see you again. And um, it broke me. And like I was telling you, you know, uh, that's where I, it was more of I got man up or kick that uh, door with the, the two by four or take the easy road out, right? Mm -hmm. And uh Man, I kicked that door, and that's how I came across um, the Greening of Detroit, a nonprofit where I work at. And the uh, Greening of Detroit. The Greening of Detroit. Okay, that's they, in Port Town as well, right? It, it, uh, their office was. Now they're in uh, Amec Nichols, uh, okay, but our right. garage is um, right down 17th and Michigan. So, okay. Um, right. I mean, I've been there 10 years, and uh, they gave me the opportunity to go through their adult uh, workforce program, and. Um, Man, um, 10 years later, now I'm running the same program I went through, you know, and um, and that's what I love about the DHTC, because a lot of the staff members that are there today, they actually yeah. went through the program as you. So they learned the ins and outs, the politics mm -hmm. like they grew within the program. And then as they grew up, they ended up becoming staff members. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they become so invested in their time and their heart, their thoughts, their emotions, mm -hmm. their ideas, like all of these things are invested. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. Where my job doesn't even feel like a job. Mm -hmm. It just feel like, you know, like a place where I. I, I can I, like a headquarters for me to be able to live my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's yeah. become a second home, Man, yeah. you know, and, and people don't understand, really stand, really fully understand the challenges and, and the things that we go through as a felon. You know what I'm saying? Like there's many barriers. There's, you know, we get deprived of a lot of opportunities, yes. you know, and privileges. But, yes. you know, thank God I was given a second chance. You were given a second chance. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I got hired into the DHDC as a parolee after serving 17 years for a murder case. And, the, you know, but still yes. I was able to share my story, be honest with them. And they mm -hmm. believed in me. Yes. They gave me a second chance. They gave me an opportunity to prove myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm an absolute asset, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, to the DHDC. You know yes. what I'm saying? And they have become 
contributed so much to my life. Yes. You know, and, and when I met you and you told me your story, bro, I just thought it was really amazing. I thought you were very, you know, deserving. You know what I'm saying? And I know that no matter win, lose, or draw, however this shit goes, bro, that you are who you are. And you're like me. You're a contributor, bro. Yes. Once I reached a point in my life that I was done with dancing with the devil, bro, that I was going to be able to live my life according to what was righteous. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And do what was right. You know what I'm saying? Right my wrongs. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So when I see brothers like you, bro, putting yourself in a leadership position, because it's not about no clout. You know what I'm saying? It ain't even about money because I'll tell you what, man, you put in a lot of work, a lot of time. You make a lot of sacrifices. You know what I'm saying? A lot of politicians, man, they be going through all kinds of trials and errors within their personal life so that they can devote and dedicate their lives to the community, yeah. to the well-being of, of, of humanity. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and people just don't understand that. So I want people to fully understand the requirements and what it takes, the sacrifices that we make yes. when we become leaders because we accept responsibilities for being a voice and making decisions for not only ourselves and for our family, but for a community. Yes. And everybody's not for you. You got a lot of people who are against you and don't agree with what you do. But as a leader, you still have to make a conscious decision. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because what people want is they want results. Exactly. And it's because so many people have been lied to. They've been betrayed. They've been misled and misled guided in things you know what i'm saying so they have a distrust and that's why they see no value in voting you know what i'm saying and contributing because they feel like you know they're just being sold a dream i don't sell dreams i don't buy dreams and i don't contribute to people who sell dreams i'm into making dreams become become reality you know what i'm saying and i do it by my hard work and i do it by being an example and showing that it's possible because at the end of the day i thought that what i was was what i was always going to be i was going to be a drug dealer i was going to be a gang member i was going to be a woman womanizer all these things and then and then god took hold of me and he put the pressure on me bro you know what i'm saying and he started to mold me you know what i mean i was molded by a community that misguided me and then i got put in the dark and then i had to fight for the light bro you know what i'm saying you had to fight for the light bro you know what i'm saying you got a second chance you got an opportunity bro and it's coming with a lot of responsibility people look like oh he want to be in city council why because there's perks in it maybe he's making money maybe he gets this no you have to be a giver man you yeah. have to be a contributor you have to be a leader you know what i'm saying they sacrifice your time your energy your money we got to put our own money into own this money. business sometimes and lose a lot of things a lot i mean you can lose friends uh loved ones uh relationships i mean you can lose uh kids i mean i mean these are things that i've witnessed you know uh from other people um it, it's hard um this role you know in order to be a, a leader um me i'm lucky enough to to have a strong backbone you know uh with the family and uh with the parents with the wife with the kids and and all this but if i didn't have that you know how hard this run would be because uh i'm telling you uh it's not easy it's not easy because uh, i mean and i know i was uh going through my story but and i go back to it with project clean slate and all that but being a leader, man, um, especially with baseball, you know, I coached baseball for 12, 12, 13 years and being a leader there, watching the youth and, and, and men's league, um, you become almost like a, a social worker with those guys because you got to lead them. You got to show them what respect is, how to carry yourself on that field, how to approach the game, teamwork, um, teamwork, uh, issues at home, leave it, you know, Clear your mind. Responsibility. I mean, 
there's so much into the game of baseball that a lot of people do not understand. And it teaches life skills. Life skills. You learn life yes. skills through sports. Yes. And baseball is a game of failure, right? So if you're not able to pick yourself up from it, I mean, you can't get yourself up from anything. So a lot of people, what they do is they go in the funk or keep striking out, they give up, or they got bad attitudes. And as a coach, you got to teach them, hey, this game is a game of failure. You got to continue grinding and fighting and grinding and practicing just like in life, right? So, I mean, you may be going through trials and tribulation, but you got to keep putting in God's hands or, or whoever you believe in because at the end of the day, you're not going to get a load on you that you can't overcome. That's all I'm going to say. You got to really uh, fight through it and continue to fight through it because you're not going to get a load that you cannot overcome. Right. And that's just like in the uh, uh, baseball uh, game that I like, you know, to, to coach. And then uh, going back, you know, to to to, to the green and, you know, uh, I, I manage uh, retrained citizens, disengaged youth. I help with the uh, wraparound services. I help with the uh, barriers to employment. Um, what are wraparound services like? So, what, what does that mean? Like because people hear the term, mm -hmm. but people don't really comprehend yeah. what that means. So the wraparound services, I mean, um, you got uh, conflict resolution. You have, uh, um, for example, communication, communication all kinds um, of life skills. Yeah, life skills. So, for example, uh, you came in and I say, hey, uh, do you know how to do a resume? No, I do not. I help you uh, build a resume. Hey, do you uh, have a driver's license? So I'll build a, a, a folder on you. So that way we can start working on that wraparound service to, to either send you to Sir Metro for the GED or DHDC. You know, you may have a program. So that way I could call you and say, hey, um, do you have a GED program or a robotics program for this person? Um, this person is looking for an extra uh, course. Do you have it? We so, got all that. Um, we got all that at the DHDC. Exactly. Come so, see us. Uh, we going to look you know, out for you. Those wraparound services, man, I mean, uh, um, we really uh, take care of them, man, because... Uh, and, and it's crazy that you talk about that because I learned how to do all these things while mm -hmm. I was inside. Yeah. I, I, I took a bunch of life skill classes. Then I became a facilitator and started facilitating mm -hmm. the same curriculum to people. Mm -hmm. I even started my own youth mm -hmm. program in prison. You know what I'm so. saying? And, and I said, you know what? Because so many people... Feel, they feel like they can't make no real change until they get home. I said, bro, you got to make the change now. Once yeah. you're in prison, this is where the biggest challenges are, are yeah. you know, because you're suffocated with temptation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you can't survive this, there ain't no way you're going to be able to go home and make yeah. it because there's so much temptation out there. You got men, you got women, you got money, you got you got cars, uh, yeah. you got standards and expectations mm -hmm. and all mm -hmm. these things. I'm like, you got to build that strength, yeah. build that focus and build that yeah. discipline now. Yeah. So when you get home, you're not yeah. affected by everything this out yeah, there and that's part of the wraparound services you know like if you're homeless or um you're in need of food you know care uh baby you know uh babysitting stuff like that that's what wraparound services are and that's what we need more in the district you know uh so that way it also eliminates barriers to employment barriers to employment could be what uh getting to work right it could be transportation it could be mm -hmm. driver's license it can be a blemish on your record it can be uh man, I'm not sleeping at night or I don't have food at the table. So I really can't focus at work. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a lot of barriers to employment that a lot of people really don't understand that could be happening at home. Do you have a roof app over your head or are you sleeping uh, outside? Like these are things that actually happen through our program that um, I'm very experienced in. And that's what I'm trying to bring to the city council level, because 
you got to really understand what's happening in our district, what's happening in our city. You know, you, I mean, we've dealt with mental illness. We have dealt with drug addiction. We have dealt with a lot of things. I mean, uh, women being uh, physically abused, kids or youth uh, homeless, ki uh, young ladies, uh, you know, being thrown out their house like and not eating. So you really got to understand our district or what's going on at home in order to address those issues because some of these issues are not really addressed. So how can we address that and how can we fix that? How can we get partnering organizations as city council, right, to um, help these needs in order to address that issue, especially mental illness? You know, I did, you know, um, I was watching a documentary and there's that's something that goes on in the family that it really hurts me because we've seen that 47% in the United States is schizophrenic, right? 49% is bipolar and is not treated. Now the pandemic hit, it could be higher. But these are things that we really got to look into because um, it's affecting and also drug addiction. These are things that we really have to look at. You know, being born and raised in Southwest Detroit, walking from Western, Earhart, and Mayberry, I mean, Walking right down Toledo, Lansing, Vernon, uh, <laughs> McKen Street, uh, Clark, Scotton, Clarkdale. I mean, walking through these neighborhoods, right? I know what it is to really, uh, like, what do you say? Uh, kill, be killed, or really hold your ground. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, um, you will get tried, right? It's up to you to really either hold your ground or run, right? So, at, um, so, yeah, because, you know, the situation was very life threatening back then. You had gang territory, you had oh, drug yeah. territory. So you had to be related to some, you know, to some people who were recognized. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. you were at an everyday risk, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Even for especially for tourists, you okay. know, because Mexican town, we used to get a lot of tourists that mm -hmm. used to come from Canada. Yep. But a lot of them quit wanting to come because they were getting carjacked. Their cars were getting broken into. They were getting robbed. Things were getting stolen and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it was like, man, you know, it just puts a blemish and a stain on our people yep. as a whole. Like, what is your nationality? Puerto Rican. Oye, so tú eres boricua, tú eres el taíno, mi Boricua, taíno, boricua. You know, um, and a lot of people have some mis misconception about division between mm -hmm. Mexican, Cuban, Puerto Rican. Like, bro, listen, that, that, oh, that, yes. that, that, them days are old, yeah. man. You know, today we are all humans. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We are all brothers. We are united as Latino people. Yeah. You know, we are not racist. We love black. We love white. We love Arab. We love Asian mm -hmm. because we are humans. You know what I'm saying? And when it comes to Southwest Detroit, like to me, that's just a melting mm -hmm. pot of people of many cultures will come together. We've learned to strive mm -hmm. and struggle and move forward together and thrive in, in, in yes. small battles. You know yes. what I'm saying? We haven't won the battle, but we win in, you know, we haven't won the war, but we win in battles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And brothers like you who are running for city council for District 6, that's a big win, not just for yourself, but for us. You know what I'm saying? Because we've always had to have other people tell us how to live our lives, what's best for us, how much money we should get, how much rent we should pay, you know, what our conditions should be like, you know, and things like that, setting standards for us. No, we are a people with a voice, with a strong voice, you know what I'm saying, with devotion, with dedication. Somos gente de corazón. You know what I'm saying? We have skill trades. We're very intelligent. We are very educated when we want to apply ourselves. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? But we got a lot of people that we got to reach out to, bro. We yeah. got to pull out of the mud yeah. because they have so much skill. They have so much potential. You know what I'm saying? They have so much intelligence. It's just we got to help them cultivate that. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Because it's so easy to be negative, bro. Like, bro, when I came home, I had so many opportunities to do the right thing, bro. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, you know what? I had my, made my mind up, bro. I got tired of disappointing myself. I got tired of hurting my family and disappointing my family. You know what I'm saying? And I started holding myself accountable for the direction in which my life was going in you know what i'm saying i said i don't want to live like this no more bro i want to do better yes. you know what i'm saying yes. and i didn't think that the change that i went through was possible bro but once i go went through the transition i embraced it i embraced the change and i continue yes. to do it bro and i have thrived you know what I'm saying? And me thriving, look what I created. I created a podcast that creates a platform for people like you and me to be able to share our stories, to make change and bring about peace and love and unity within our community and span out to all, all urban communities and communities in general with understanding and show that there's strength in, 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 in unity. You know what I'm saying? There was so many elements that divided us, whether it was drugs or gangs and violence and, yeah. you know, stand, and, and, and uh, stand, uh, not standards, but uh, damn, what do you call it? Just, you know, putting people yeah. in categories, you know? Yeah. And that's why I mean, you're a true leader, man, for doing this. And um, like you're saying, man, I went through two years ago, you know, uh, I went through Project Clean Slate and that's where my whole life changed. And after... I seen that judge that said, I'll see you again. I said, Honor, I remember the exact words that he said. You'll see me again. And now it's to uh, hopefully get this expungement. And he said, you know, it's my highest honor to, to you know, give you a, uh, a expungement. expungement. And, That's dope. And I seen the, the, the happiness in my parents' eyes, my wife's eyes. You know, we all started crying and the courtroom was clapping. Nobody knows me, but it, it looked like the party. And <laughs> I think the judge couldn't come down due to protocol, but he said, you know, I can't hug you due to protocol or something. But I mean, I was just emotional and that's where I knew my life is <laughs> about to change. And That's powerful, then bro. I was invited to the bill signing for 80,000 other individuals for Project Clean Slate and uh, with the lieutenant governor, governor and Mayor Duggan um, to go and see the bill signing. And, 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 and I was going to go speak and I seen so many people tune in. And that's where I said, you know what? Just looking at them. And uh, I said, it's time for me to run and really fight with everything that I got for a city that's never turned its back on me. And that's said, cold boy that is cold time, boy you know, and you know it's time for me to take it to the next level for my community for my district and not just for southwest but the eight zip codes that's in the district and really bring that unity that diversity back and show that they have a public servant that is going to be next to them that is going to be down and dirty with them uh not just in a suit and tie that's going to wear the baseball jersey or whatever he's got to wear and go and pick up this blight with uh, the community. And if I got to do it alone, that's what I got to do. But at the end of the day, so they can have that faith and restore that uh, uh, because trust is going to take a long time. You know, mm -hmm. trust is hard to get in. But to have that faith and their public servant is saying, man, we actually got somebody that has not forgot about us. And really be that voice for those uh, that feel left out right mm -hmm. the forgotten areas 217 mm -hmm. uh 04 um and uh, you know the other parts that feel forgotten i mean we got eight zip codes and at the end of the day um and and, and so listen so 
if you win this election, bro, you're going to be responsible for all eight of them zip codes, yes, bro. Right. That is not an easy job no. because you become a mediator now. You know, you're a liaison between yes. the people and the politics and the people who are in charge of making change and making yes. policies and changing rules and regulations and yes. policing and all these types of things. Yes. That's not an easy job. No. And for so many years, we've had to have other people tell us how to live our lives, what was right, what was wrong, new policy procedures for our people. But you know what? We can police ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's why I said it's so unfortunate that we got to see speed bumps in the middle of our roads because we can't govern ourselves. So we got to have a government come in and restructure our community because we don't know how to act because mm -hmm. we got to speed down the streets. Yeah. Because we're reckless and careless about yeah. the kids and community and our neighbors and things like that. Yeah. But when I know brothers like me and you and so many others are moving forward and contributors mm -hmm. to economy and business and, and well-being and, and health and all these yeah. types of things, bro. Like, you know, I salute <laughs> them. You know what I'm saying? And I support them in any and every way, bro. But I tell you what, we on fire right now. But yeah. we're going to have to cool down for a two-minute intermission, man. Huh? What? Not yet. Production team ain't ready, so we got to keep going. It's all good. It's real everyday people, y'all. That's how we get down. It is what it is. Nothing is politically correct, but give it to us. Heck. Hey, I'll uh, add on to what you're saying, you know, door knocking. I mean, you really see uh, about the speed uh, speed humps, you know, uh, people flying down the streets. I've actually witnessed it. And I told, you know, whoever's watching, really put yourself in situations where it could be your daughter trying to walk or uh across the street or your, your dog cat, your cat, you know yeah. um, because i was at a uh animal event you know with jessica miller and all them um you gotta understand these are babies too these are our kids too so you gotta look at animals as kids too so um you hit one of those or you hit one of our kids or family members that could open a door you know you could really take somebody's life so slow down um public safety you know i grew up on <laughs> toledo and lansing so I'm part of seeing, you know, decapitations, getting shot right in front of me, you know, people uh, getting stabbed at the Cinco Mile parades. I mean, uh, it's just it's crazy, crazy how we normalize, we normalize mm -hmm. unlawful living lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? And that's like living in the, what's the damn name of the movies where they live like, uh, uh, yeah. uh, damn, yeah, that, you know uh, what the hell I'm talking yeah, about. Uh, the, uh, uh, damn, whatever, yeah. man. Just uh, outlaws, you <laughs> know what I'm yeah. saying? Period. Yeah. Because you know, I mean, it, 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 you get so accustomed to it that it feels okay, right? But at the end of the day, um, that's why it's more about putting satellite offices, helping our police officers uh, get to the scenes more quicker, right? Uh, making sure we're holding them accountable too, you know, and, and, and making sure that, you know, more people from the community are part of, you know, our police department. And also if they use that... Uh, force you know in the police department you're with your people holding them accountable for it but at the end of the day we do need our public safety right mm -hmm. and making sure that they have the resources as well to get to that crime scene quicker than you know like for example i don't know if you've seen that our um you know the news clip at um uh, mark michigan martin where the burger place called uh three times three times okay. three times and they didn't show up right so these are things that happen in our district that we need to change. And that's something that if elected, I'm going to try to change, you know, bringing jobs, working on uh, workforce development, um, education, um, robotics program. And mm -hmm. uh, um, but, so many, but so many of our people, they need to be taught 
that mm-hmm. that not only the work ethics, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, but the value in work. Yes, you know what I'm saying yes. because all of us always felt like you know like one of my challenges and barriers where I had kids when I was young. So now I owe child support. I didn't want to work because I wasn't educated. I didn't make enough money, and then the little money that I was gonna make, you were gonna take from me for child, child support. support. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna live as an yeah. outlaw. I'm gonna live under underground. You know, yes. I'm gonna sell drugs and I'm gonna live how I can, mm-hmm. so I get all my money. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But we gotta break out of that mentality and show the value in work ethics and paying Mm -hmm. off your debts to society no matter in any form you know what i'm saying you know um really in those eight zip codes you know you asked earlier um you know that's a big responsibility but part of it is really um putting a satellite office you know i I tell everybody that i do or not you know putting a satellite office in each zip code and letting them know that i'll be accessible to them and that way um, they feel comfortable with seeing me at least there, you know, uh, and not to have to go downtown all the time and, and say, man, where's Hector or Santiago, you know, if elected or uh, especially helping those senior citizens, you know, as well, because uh, you really got to think about, you know, if elected, like, man, you know, abuelita, abuelito, you know what I'm saying? What, what, what we got to do for them. So um, that's how I'm treating this campaign family wise. This campaign is second chance ran, you know, so um, I mean, that's what's all about, man. Uh, that's how I'm running this campaign. And um, like I said, bringing jobs, uh, resources, eliminating barriers, uh, um, adding on to that workforce uh development and what and what about and what about immigrants though you know in our yes. community because we Great have questions. you know many Great many questions. immigrants in our community yes. like what what resources are there for them to yes. be able to be yes. successful and, and thrive and not be separated mm-hmm. from families or to yes. not be victimized and harassed you know what i'm oh, saying things a, like that like what is there for them you know because a big a part question. of our community evolves yes, around is. them that's that's a great question you know and i've been having conversations uh with other people too um a great community leader that I've been talking with, uh, you know, if elected, is trying to make Southwest a safe haven, right? Where we're talking to our local police officers instead of separating them from families, you know, making sure they stay at home, you know, yes, um, give them a court case or whatever, but make sure you're not separating them so they feel comfortable that they're not going to be uh, separated from their families. I mean, we got to continue to make sure families are not uh spread it you know uh split away because that's the hardest thing i mean we all seen it on tv right mm-hmm. how people i mean i had neighbors in front get separated and that's the hardest thing you can ever see in your life seeing kids mm-hmm. cry seeing their parents just being ripped away from their arms and getting the resources too you know when i uh, was collecting sectors and all this they say um we don't have esl you know, uh, programs. We don't have this. We don't have that. How can you help us uh, get residency? So these are uh, ways that I need to really communicate with the HDC, right? Uh, ESL program and other organizations that have it. So that way we can really um, get them uh, going in through these programs because when I went to Western, you know, I graduated from there. That's something we had, you know, um, ESL programs and, and all this. And a lot of these parents, they uh, they say, you know, I'm trying to look for an ESL program or um, somewhere where I can t- learn 
the English, but I can't find it. So, Even getting a GED. Man, GED, yes. You know, huge. it's very important, yes. you know, because that creates more opportunity. Mm -hmm. And when you come to the DHTC, we provide so many different yes. services for you, for adults. Yes. We're talking about GED. We're talking about ESL. Mm -hmm. For people who don't know what ESL, it's English as a second language, meaning that we teach people who don't know how to speak English so well, they teach them the language. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Liliana Torres and Juan Alfaro and my man Armando who work in the housing and the ESL department. Like, you know, we provide robotics programs, technology design. We got photography. We got videography. We do music. We do. And, and so much more. We got meditation rooms, healing stuff. But yeah. these are things that we contribute to the community. Yes. These are resources. And it really gives the, you know, now the things, you know, the pandemic is kind of, you know, going away and things are starting to slowly but surely get back to normal. You know, we really do a big service to families because a lot of them are able, like we pick our, we pick the kids up, the youth yes. from schools. So when parents are still at work, they know they're, they're in a safe place they're being protected they're in programming they're learning they're learning they're being productive you know they're being fed they're being taken care of you know and stuff like that and we do all that at the dhdc yes. so when you told me what you're doing and what your mission was i was like bro that is our everyday mission yes. is to be contributors yes. you know what i'm yes. saying and that's why i wanted you to come i wanted you to meet everybody at work because i just thought that it was a good idea for you to be able to meet yes. everybody because this is how we network and yes. create resources absolutely. that can get the job done absolutely and really bringing all those resources together right if elected like I was telling you, um, you know, those other zip codes in the district that don't have those resources or the opportunity for those youth building out, you know, like DHDC or Southwest Solutions or Sir Metro or the Greening or other, you know, nonprofits and stuff like that, we're able to expand there and continue uh, helping those youth, you know, with uh, apprentices, with robotic programs, with a lot of um ways so that we can keep them out of trouble because they are our future at the end of the day i had sports to keep me out of trouble right now you have a lot of school shutting down and like for example my daughter it, it, it was at is at western as a senior and you go in there it's almost two thousand kids man because mm -hmm. all these schools closed down and these teachers are overwhelmed so it's all about you know making sure that after school they have these after school programs they can go and play sports you know when i was growing up we had boys and girls club we had ymca so we need to uh really bring back these parking recs these ymcas these uh boys and girls club um baseball tournaments we had ping pong tournaments i mean a lot of resources basketball tournaments back to the city to our district because we've really lost focus on that and you know, as a father, all you see, um, a lot of kids is technology and phones now, right? If you want to keep your kid uh, kind of controlled, mm -hmm. here goes the iPad or PlayStation 4. And I always told, uh, and I always uh, mess with some of my baseball team, and shout out to my daughters. Hey, love y'all. Um, <laughs> I said uh, to one of my kids that play baseball, I said, you're learning your swing from your PlayStation 4 or your Xbox. You know, you're mm -hmm. not actually going to the batting cages because you're trying to learn it, mm -hmm. you know, in that motion stick. And that's what our technology is bringing now. So mm -hmm. we really got to get out that and really bring those resources back so they get out of trouble, right? Tell me something. What separates you from everybody else? Because we talked about, you know, so so many people are accustomed to politicians. They get there, they tell you what you want. They're in the neighborhood, they're kissing babies, they're hugging everybody. I love you, I love you. Everybody, I'm here, I'm gonna help you, I'm gonna save the world. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna vote for him. Yes, and then yes. after you vote for him, then you don't even see the yes. guy no more. He ain't yes. in the community, he ain't eating yes. that nacimiento no more. Yes. 
Me Pueblo, none of this shit. You know what I'm saying? He's like, damn, where'd he go? He came and just sold everybody Absolutely. a dream. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But like, Absolutely. how do you change that perspective of people, of politics, for people to be able to believe in you and see a difference in you and see, you know, because you've got David Sanchez, he's very charismatic. You got Gabriela, uh Gabriela Santiago Romero. She's running too. A lot of people believe in her and support her. And um, you know, especially females. You know what I'm saying? So like what is it that, that separates you from everybody else? And how, if that is the truth, like how do you get through to not only the youth, but to, to, to women voters and just to the community, the immigrant voters and, and you know, everybody else who is important because so many people feel like they don't have a voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great question, you know, and um, my hat's off to everybody that's in this race. We all know. That Absolutely. I salute all of y'all for sure. Uh, hard uh, task in front of us, you know, it, it takes a lot out of us, but at the end of the day, um, it, what separates me is uh, when I knock doors, I tell them the truth, you know, I, and I, what I call it is, uh, and they laugh with me, I say, I call them bad church members, they come around um, every four years for your vote, right, and um, <laughs> all the residents crack up with me because uh, I use my church experience, you know, when they would come, to church for to ask my dad for a donation to pay rent or a bill that's how some politicians are they'll come every four years you'll never see them again and then every four years they'll come hey come vote for me and kiss the babies like you said right mm -hmm. i assure that i'm not here to sell you no dreams no rainbows i mean you're gonna hold me accountable and as a public servant you have to hold me accountable right and at the end of the day um you're not going to see me every four years. You're going to see me in the communities. You're going to see me uh, in the satellite office. You're going to see me down dirty with these uh, cleanup uh, in the zip codes. Um, what separates me is, too, I've lost everything in my life. And I have fought all my way Oof. back. I know what it is to not have food at the table. I know what it is to have $5 or $10 in my pocket, put five for gas, and five for a loaf of bread, bologna and cheese, and feed my family for a week. I know what it is to actually get, um, how can I say, uh, and you know, with all respect, but I know what it is. Tell the truth, uh, baby, we ain't politically correct. This real know, everyday people, um, we've been through the shit, bro. You know, um, you know, when this finally happened, I know what it is to get looked at and get laughed at and say, you'll never become nothing in your life. And I heard it. and the day that felony came off, that's where I said, I'm never ever in my life gonna go back to uh, feeling like my hands are tied, right? Inferior. You, you know? feel inferior. You don't feel equal anymore. Exactly. Bro, when I was in prison and I was told I would never vote again, and I'm like, damn, I'll never, and I've evolved. I'll change as a responsible adult, as a citizen, and I'm like, damn, I'm actually feeling deprived because I didn't value it before, so it didn't mean anything. But as I grew up and learned that I have a voice and that it's important to vote, you know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, I'll never be able to do it. And then, because of people prior to us who were fighting the fight, you know what I'm saying? People who sacrificed their time, their money, their efforts, yes. and education and all that who fought yes. for things to change and when I came home I was able to vote I voted last year for the first time in yes. my life you know that was very empowering for me you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. to know that my mm -hmm. society believed in me and gave me yeah. a second chance yeah. and entrusted in me to yeah. be able to make a conscious decision and mm -hmm. give me my voice back Absolutely. you know and, and and you know what the biggest thing is that I respect is because 
people do not you just do not know what you got until you don't have it anymore Ever. like they take everything when i went to the mdoc they take your underwear your socks you left their butt naked and they make you bend over you know what i'm saying and cough yeah. you know what i mean so with everything after that you got to earn your underwear back you got to earn your socks back and everything after that i was grateful for because i've been stripped of everything you know what i'm saying your dignity your pride and everything you, you know, know what i mean family whenever they feel like it you know and i felt like being able to call your family and uh whenever they feel like it i've never ever want to go back to that again and uh like i said i know what it is to lose everything i've lived in the district my whole life i didn't um uh, i mean i lived i mean well, it was in the back but Stand up, show them, show them what's yeah. on the back, baby. You That's paid for it, you know. Utilize it, you know. Shit. There you go. Lived experience, real results. Because what I, is it? Lived experience or real, real results. results? Why is that because the motto? I the like motto it. Is, I've had. I mean, everything I've encountered in life, I can relate to everybody I door not. They will ask me, "Hey, what have you been through?" I'm not perfect because everything I've gone through, they've gone through, so I can relate. So that's what makes me a different candidate because I know what it is to go through a court system and fight for your daughters and get full and sole custody and what you have to do in order to uh, really make sure your kids are taken care of. I know what it is to uh, really fight for uh, your life, you know, and a lot of people don't understand that um, when you're growing up, you you only got a split second in, 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 in our city or in our district or where we live at to make the right decision or not. And it's tough to walk away. That's what makes me different. Um, God has changed me. I will say that. But at the end of the day, um, when you have parents that really showed you what it is to really uh, humble yourself and really not have food on the table and you can see that other person and you can relate and say, hey, um, I know what you're going through here. Instead of dictate, that's what makes me the public servant that um, you need for your district. Because at the end of the day, I know what we're encountering. I mean, I know what it is when you need a roof, you know, uh, repair uh, something at the house. I know what it is when you're struggling to pay a bill. I know what it is to really uh, have to walk because you, you really don't have the money to purchase a car when it breaks down or purchase a uh, Yes, so you have to walk to work or you need help, you know, you need assistance, assistance. you need resources, and having family that has had to go through food stamps and really not understand like, man, like, man, we're just blessed to make it, you know, yeah, you're getting the assistance, but you're barely making it and getting a paycheck every two weeks. Yeah, okay, I'm here, but it's just to make it. And that's why I'm different because I've never been handed anything. I have had to fight from the, I mean, like you said, from the mud yeah. to where I'm at. So 10 years ago, I thought I was done. I thought I was really rendido, like we say, you know, uh, done. And now to be here today talking with you and talking with a lot of people that I've talked to just to say that I'm running for Detroit City Council has changed my whole life because at the end of the day, a lot of people really didn't see me as a public servant. They see mm -hmm. me as a leader, as, uh, you know, wherever I worked at or baseball or in church, you know, teaching uh, uh, Sunday school or helping my dad, you know, because I used to play instruments and all that or the drums and timbales. But 
at the end of the day, becoming this public servant, I understand our issues. I understand where I need to attack. And being transparent, you know, um, it's it's important it's vital it's vital to your success and it's vital Mm -hmm. and and it's vital to the connection that you make with the people you know what i'm saying because people are very skeptical of what you say you know what i'm saying of the politics Mm -hmm. of the hidden agendas and things like that people are skeptical bro you know what i'm saying and it comes from a big distrust and the disconnect from government Mm -hmm. and 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 regular you know society Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because a lot of people are ignorant to the facts but when they see the end results and they're like damn i'm getting shafted Mm -hmm. i'm getting the short end of the stick they sold me a dream you know what i'm saying so now either people feel like their their vote doesn't mean anything or they feel like it's just not going to change anything and one of the things that i respect most about you bro that i believe in the most is you have to be the change that you want to see you know what i'm saying you have to be able to set the example you have to show people that it is possible and that you can beat the odds you know what i'm saying and you got more people with you and for you but i'll tell you what you got to be able to meet me in the middle i can't live your life for you man i'm willing to aid and assist and help you encourage you empower you educate you but at the end of the day if you don't have it in your spirit or in your will to want to change then you got some more things that you need to go through you know what i'm saying just to add on to, and um, my wife and, and, my, and, and my parents, we were door knocking. And this is another reason why I'm a different candidate. There was a gang, a few. I'm the type of person that I'll come talk to anybody. Whoever knows me, they know Hector will talk to anybody. I don't care if you're in a group, I don't care. I'm going to walk up to you. And whoever seen my flyer, you know, this is how I got them. Every single one. The time I walk up, I say, hey, that's not big pun. That's me. They all start cracking up, okay? <laughs> they start cracking up. And that's how I start the conversation. And by the end of the conversation, they're like, man, thank you. Because any other politician would have walked that way. Nobody really engages us. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, that's why I'm different. Because I engage everybody. And I'm going to bring that uh, the diversity, that, uni- that unity and diversity back to our district. Because at that's what we need. We really need our whole district together. Like I was telling you, really bringing our organizations, all the, the resources together, you know, if elected, making that uh, advisory board, you know, council board that when elected, bringing everybody mm-hmm. together at the table and we're talking mm-hmm. and, and, and talking about the issues that's going on, what issues we can really fix. What can you uh, house in at the DHDC? What can you house over here? So that way, the resources around the district is getting uh, handled. And those issues are being eliminated. Because at the end of the day, that's the way we can eliminate a lot of these issues. Because um, we have to work together. And I always said, you have to work together. Because divided, we fall. That's how mm-hmm. I feel. United. United, we conquer, divided, we fall. You know, that's bro, what I always say. I, I don't look at anybody like they my competition, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I look at everybody like we are just thriving. I'm willing to support you. I'm willing to promote. You know what I'm saying? I'm willing to help you. I don't believe in that crab in a the bucket theory. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People live like that in their head because they selfish, because they try to pursue their own goals yeah. and their own dreams. That's fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if I can help and contribute to you getting there, help to your business, to the success of your business, your mission, your agenda, I'm here for you. You know what I'm saying? And I'll tell you what, ever since that, bro, I've been thriving and all the people around me have been thriving, not only just in my professional life, but in my personal life, bro. 
You know what I'm saying? And being real. Yeah. Being real is the biggest quality. You know what I'm saying? Because you just got too many people out there selling dreams, bro. And like I said, that creates a distrust. But I need to know that you got my best interests at heart, that you're really concerned about my well-being. And not only that, but you're able to show me that you came from where I came from and you're able to overcome all those things and be where you're at today. You know, I, I, I'm so proud. That, that 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 you got to feel good to say, hey, I'm Hector Santiago and I'm running for city council of district six. That sounds so good, so powerful, so professional. Me, I used to have to be like, hey, I'm prisoner Nino, number four oh seven five five five. Now I'm like, no, I'm Eladio yes. Nino. I'm a youth mentor. I work at the DHDC. I'm also running the El Nino podcast. Come holler at me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yes. you know what I'm saying? Like this, yeah, all day. Yeah, you there know, go. I got a family that loves me, supports yes. me. They keep me grounded. Yes. I pray daily. I got a, you know, I got, I just got a wonderful support system, bro. Yeah. And at the end of the day, bro, I went through a transition yeah. that changed my life. And yes. I never want to look back, bro. Yeah. Man, you know, family's a big key, man. And during this run, that's what really has been pushing me too. you know, my family, uh, my wife, uh, knocking doors with me, my kids, uh, they, they really have that's my beautiful. Back. Uh, so that's what makes me different as well. Uh, I understand what family issues is, what, what, what I really need to help in order to uh, really uh, dive into for I can help your family in need. So uh, in this run, man, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my family too. having my back, being that uh, backbone, my, my wife and myself knocking these doors, uh, my, my campaign team and, and my kids, you know. Um, right now, my daughter, she's, I think, in, in, in Pennsylvania. She's trying to do some uh, JROTC. You've seen the pictures. With oh, the yeah, the JROTC, you know? yeah. Um, you say you was man. quite a hot shot oh, yes, with sir. Junior ROTC. Yes. Me and my wife, we went to a, a few events, and, uh, um, you know, I used to spin the rifles and all that, and I had to show off for my daughter, and um, it was just great, you know, being able to go down to Virginia or Kentucky and uh being able to help western you know and uh help them do their their, their drills and just seeing the passion my daughter had you know uh, being able to go to western and just watch the baseball game sometime and uh support you know the coaches that helped me get here as well you know i always tell the coaches you know and, and juan carlos especially thank you uh for for really uh being that mentor that that, that uh figure that i needed to really push me through when i was uh through going through trials and tribulations um and sometimes we have mentors like that that get can get through us even better than our own parents you know a lot of our parents they only focus on disciplining telling us what to do mm -hmm. but then when we have mentors they show us how to do things yes. better they yes. explain things yes. to us you know yes. sometimes your parents they just they just focus on management you know what i'm saying do as i do not as i say do as i say not as i do yes. You know yes. what I mean? And we grew up with that kind yes. of mentality. We did. We and did. that's why I said I salute so much of the generation today because they ask a lot of questions. They want answers. Mm -hmm. And the more the, the, the more that you discover, the more truth that yes. you discover. You yes. know what I'm saying? And yes. your journey of, of trying to find the truth. Yes. And then from that, then you could start to heal. You could start to rebuild because you, now you have understanding. Mm -hmm. Now you have education of things. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I started to educate myself when I was in prison. I quit looking at myself like a prisoner and I quit take telling myself I was in prison and I started telling myself I'm a student and I'm going to college. And I immediately, my whole transition changed to where I was learning every day something about myself, something about life, something about education, curriculum, people, places, things, 
all those things. You know what I'm saying? From a system, from a place yeah. in a system that was created to suffocate my yeah. mind, my yeah. spirit, my body. Yeah. Something that was created to kill me. Mm -hmm. You know what exactly. I'm saying? I exactly. came, I saw, I conquered, I'm here, and I'm moving forward. Not just me, but everybody yeah. around me. Yeah. And, uh, man, you just reminded me of the conversation we were having, you know, here in, um, not just in, in the city, or just in or in the district, in, in our community, right? When I came in and, and, and told you, um, I really had a vision for this campaign, you know, because us in our district, in our in our community, Latinos in general, we really don't know what financial literacy is. We really don't know what uh, work readiness is. Mm -hmm. We really right. don't know what uh, apprenticeship is. We really don't know what robotics is or uh, documentaries, right? Mm -hmm. So. When I was talking to you the first time, I said, man, I really want to show our people in our district what it takes to run a campaign, a documentary. You know, if it's not with me, but one day, just make a documentary of what it takes a campaign so those can see what it takes to run a campaign because those that really do want to run for office and live in our community, that live in District 6 or wherever in the city you can do this too don't let nobody ever tell you you can't because that means they can't do it so they're trying to push you down so at the end of the day you don't, you don't understand what i had to go through to be here today they're going to tell you no you can't do it you absolutely can slam doors on you know, big time i want to make a documentary lord willing to show you guys what it takes to the ins and outs, what it takes to run a campaign, how hard it is. So that way you have the mentality and, and are prepared in order. So when you're running, you're ready to go, right? What fundraising is, what phone calling is, what door knocking is, how do you talk to people? You know, because a lot of people are gonna say, man, you might not be polished enough. But at the end of the day, you're the people's uh, politician. You gotta understand this. You gotta get, you gotta communicate with the people, and they're gonna see the fluff. They're gonna see the BS in you. So if you try to tell them a story and BS yourself, they're gonna look at you and say, "Man, close the door on you." Because at the end of the day, I remember I had a resident, and I'll make this story quick. I went to knock at, at one of these areas, and they said, "I said, excuse me, sir, can I give you one of my flowers?" He said, "I said, what's your name?" He said, "Door." I said, okay, uh, how can I open the door and give you the flyer? And he goes, uh, well, my name is Door. I said, well, I'm trying to open the door to give you the flyer, Mr. Door. And he started cracking up. He goes, man, you don't get flustered or nothing like that? I said, no, I'm just trying to open the door so you can see me pun. Mm -hmm. Starts cracking up. He goes, well, other politicians, we got flustering left. I see you got a sense of humor. I said, eh, you know, when you go to Western, eh. That's what we do. We pop jokes and, and, and continue. So that's how they try to get on, on you to see if you're really a people's person or not. Uh, and, and not only that, it's called Western International. Oh, yeah. And and, and I feel like inter adding international to, to, to the name makes a big difference because international means diversity. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, even though Southwest Detroit is acknowledged and recognized as a Latino population, we are diverse. Even within the Latino population, we are yes. diverse. You yes. know what I'm saying? But yes. not only that, but we can get along. We can speak everybody's mm -hmm. languages, and that's why we're able yes. to get further, bro. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I learned what I was capable of and how I how to articulate myself 
when I was at the table with different people and it just came very natural, I was able to speak everybody's language. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that we have because so many other uh, communities are not are not diverse. They yes. can't go anywhere and everywhere and speak everybody's language. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's a benefit that we have, bro. You yeah. know, I mean, uh, for example, Western International High School, most diverse school. Right. That's how I see this district. Most diverse district. So um, every time I knock, I say, hey. This is just like Western International High School. We got the most diverse uh, district, most diverse high school. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, knowing your areas, you know, yes, you got your Latino population, you got your uh, African American, and you got your Arabic. You got different kind of uh, race in every single and culture and culture. Yeah, in every single different zip code. So you got to know and adjust, right? And at the end of the day. You got to be able to connect with all of them, okay? Not just certain part. As a politician, you know, and I don't like saying that as a politician, as a public servant, because at the end of the day, I'm your voice. I'm your, and like I told you, we're running. I'm not running. We are all running. And when I get there, we all got there, and I'm going to stand my hand, and we're all united, going to take over the district, basically, I say, you know, because at the end of the day, yes, I'm your voice, but at the same time, uh, we're all making sure that the changes are happening together, right? And um, yes, I'm there to make sure that you know we're not taking getting taken advantage of, making sure the the uh, policies are right, making sure the budget's right, and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, it's making sure that we're all united. You said diversity. My big saying is, and, and those that follow me on Facebook, you, um, I put unity is strength, diversity is power. Ooh, I like that. My thing That's right cold. There. That's and, powerful, bro. You know, I'm trying to bring out my next uh, jersey because that, that gives me chills because a lot of people don't understand that how strong that word is. That's our district. That's how strong our district is. We can be the most powerful district in the city and continue to build to become the best city out of the United States. But we got to push together. We got to become one. Unido, somos uno, right? And that's what I feel that we can do. One for all and all for one. I see it, you know, and uh, like uh, I love to say, man, um, I mean, just meeting all different kinds of cultures, man. Uh, I, I just love the direction that Southwest is going bro, in, bro, yeah. because they're touching up on everything, bro. Yes. You know, before we were just known for, you know, carjacking, stealing, yeah. gangs, violence, drugs, all that. But now... It's it's the place to be. You want to be in Cork yeah. Town. You want to be in Mexican Town. You want to be on Burner. You want to try out Dooley's. You want to go to El Nacimiento. You got to go stop by Mi Pueblo. Mm -hmm. You want to go to these places yeah. and feel safe and feel comfortable. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think that that's great. It's wonderful mm -hmm. even for me because me doing damn near 20 years in prison, I'm thinking I'm coming back to the same 1990s, you know, Southwest Detroit that I knew. You got to be color coordinated. You got to where your hat's at and unlock your doors and keep a strap on you and all that like i don't bro i don't have to do any of that no more and i see so much diversity black white latino arab and, and enjoying southwest detroit you know what i'm saying and contributing and supporting businesses and opening businesses and things like that like i love to be able to see that bro yes and i mean let's continue uh building it strong you know and and adding those resources the same that we have in southwest moving it on to those that are not fortunate in the rest of the district, right? Mm -hmm. That's my plan. And uh, maybe taking uh, 
Like I was uh, going to talk to Nacimiento. Hey, let's take the 217. Let's have a Mexican restaurant over there because that way, um, or, or Columbo's or Dooley's, so that way uh, they can get some extra snow on top of their Coney dogs because that's mm-hmm. my favorite, getting two Coney dogs with extra snow on top. You know, um, <laughs> hey, um, I like family people. treats Ooh, personally. Family you know what I'm saying? That's my little spot well, you know, up I mean, now. And I mean, the business. You no, know, I got owners, the son of it. Yeah. But those business owners, man, you know, that's I, why I we built like this man, now. Because uh, they're, they're all family oriented too, you know, uh, from Nacimiento to, uh, to Rincon to Lopez Tires to, I mean, uh, Los Altos, everybody. Man, that, we got a lot of giants. All around. Bro. Uh, the district man I, I appreciate you all um you guys really um show how strong we are as a district during the pandemic and let's continue to build man uh, and, and what i love bro is that you are in tune with the community yes. bro like that's one of the things my biggest asset is mine like they say your net worth is according yeah. to your network you exactly. know what i'm saying and like bro i met brothers like miguel reyes like ej from the culture creators um just meeting brothers just everywhere bro across the board who are doing positive you know i'm talking about from djing to promoting to singing to entertaining to dancing to you know running for city council yeah. like every Everybody, man, is just moving forward. And I just want to get everybody to be able to network with each other. Yes. I'm not saying everybody got to be best friends and hold hands, but if we can all be in the same building together, bro, and make some shit happen, like that's worth more than gold. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because in today's society, man, sometimes you got to fight for peace, man. But once you get there, it's all worth it, though. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It shows the strength and the value and the morality, you know what I'm saying, in our community and us as individuals and us as a whole. Absolutely. you know absolutely man and uh like you were saying you know uh perfect examples like that ymca uh a building you know looking into that and really trying to build or, or get some building like that where we have all of our resources in one building and make sure that the communities have something like that where they could go to one place and make sure that um everything is in one building where they can feel like dang this is where it's just a one stop and drop right mm-hmm. and continue to go home and um you know, things like that, that we were talking about that we know what we need because, I mean, being raised there, man, you really know what we need, but now it's time to implement it, right? And and really uh, move forward. But, uh, wow, yeah, I mean. What, could, are you fluent with Spanish as si, well? Si, si, si. Okay, and that's very good because that's very necessary, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Especially to be able, so that really breaks down barriers and builds bridges for you because you're able to connect with the community because we have, you know, we are a community of immigrants and a lot of people that, you know, don't speak English as well, you know what I mean? And you're able to communicate with them. Yes. That's an asset, you know what I'm saying? That puts you, uh, you know, ahead, ahead of most people, you know yes. what I mean? Yes. And, uh, and uh, I mean, I mean, something that, that I've learned, you know, it's, uh, and English actually was my uh, second language, right? And, uh, uh, Spanish, uh, growing up in a, in a Spanish household, there's always, and then after it's like, you know, I worked, uh, you know, shout out to Mike and Hassan and all those guys. They started teaching me Arabe, you know, mm-hmm. Salam Aleikum and all this, and then I like the beard, and, uh, you know, uh, for a minute there, you know, I was really um, fluent. You know, with them, you know, learning it, and thank you guys for. And you look like a Habibi too, damn! You look like your name is Muhammad. (laughs) But you know, it's it's really uh, in tuning yourself to really understand a culture, really uh, take them in, and and really, um, I mean, connect, man. And I really love those guys. They really 
had me part of their family and i still continue to reach out and say i love you guys because they were really part of my family and uh when i was going through trials and tribulations when i went through that process they were there and um i mean yeah, how about you. fatherhood because you got what you got two daughters. two daughters what's fatherhood like for you bro having two daughters um <laughs> having two daughters it, it, it's hard you know but at the same time you know um for a minute there being a single father it's uh it's tough i mean i've leaned to friends and if you're out there you know and listening thank you for loaning me money for diapers loaning me money for wipes you know i'm not scared ashamed to say it mm -hmm. um for, for uh formula i mean these are things that i've experienced um having two daughters man um it's not easy and then now seeing the one is turning 18 on july 5th and the other one just turned uh 13 on memorial it's like wow you know seeing them grow up you know we hear so crazy. many stories about women raising boys to be men but you hardly ever hear about the stories of men that raise girls to be women. You know what I'm yes. saying? And like, how difficult is it as a man to be able to teach girls about womanly things? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. it seems like it would be a challenge, you yeah. know? Um, definitely was, uh, especially with my oldest. Uh, first, you know, the feminine part. Yeah, uh, it's not always comfortable. I can't oh, imagine it. Be, I, I can't. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know around that time uh you know i was blessed to uh receive my wife and uh, met her um and we got married and she really stepped in at, as a, a, a stepmother but became a real great mom to my daughters and i thank her for that um she really helped me through those barriers but um she was able to really assist them with those uh give you some you balance know, yeah 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 the woman uh part of the thing you know, yeah. because uh as a father you know you really try to do your best um, being a single father. But at the same time, I would ask my mom, you know, hey, mom, how would I do this? Or, you know, abuela is always or grandma is going to be there. Pero, and I thank you, you know, gracias, mami, papi, and, uh, and everybody that helped me with my daughters. Uh, but um, at the same time, you know, all you want to do as a father is give them a better life that you have, right? Making sure that they are um, raised right and make sure that they make it to 18 and you're able to be proud of it and now i have one that's about to turn 18 and she's doing her thing and i'm happy as a father that i was able to be a big part of her life and see her transform to be where she's at today and the other one that loves dancing and uh, uh playing uh softball when we go hit and doing this that and the other art um makeup she tried to do makeup on me and uh, with liz and stuff but it's just having fun, you know, with your kids. Enjoy your kids because you don't know when um, they will leave home with a blink of an eye, right? Um, like I say, I just seen them when they were crawling, and now they run. It's eighteen, you know. They and, running. Um, just enjoy your time, man. Mm -hmm. Enjoy your time because uh, it does go quick. And I mean, having two daughters too, it's it's very difficult um, because uh, you gotta keep the boys off. I'm going to tell you that right now. We have had uh, fun videos where I say, uh, you know, boyfriend's got to meet me. And uh, me and my best friend, Manny, um, I always said we always did the the, the Bad Boys 2 imitation. <laughs> uh, you know, when the boyfriend came knocking on the door 
and uh we always say you know uh yazzie when uh your boyfriend comes this is what we're going to do and we just had fun they got to go through an interview and everything you know and uh, (laughs) you just got to have fun with your kids you hear me maya you better know it (laughs) on your head and um just enjoy your time and uh really uh if you feel that you're not doing your job i mean just being there and really trying your hardest you are doing your job and it's okay to ask for help you know don't don't have that prideful thing of man um i can't afford it right now and don't suffer with your uh your kids man just let that pride go and say hey i need assistance i need help because that's something as a father i had to really humble myself because as a father you really don't want to tell your friends like hey i need money for diapers hey i need diapers for milk or wipes you know so really had to humble myself and say hey this is what i need so even um, asking questions like before like if you didn't know the answer to something you know what i'm saying like you didn't answer questions because you didn't want to reveal you know you thought people would look at you like you're dumb or you're stupid so you just stayed ignorant you know what i'm saying and and you know that's one of the best part of the curriculum that i facilitate to the kids the uh the national compadres uh hoven noble curriculum it talks about the machismo the machismo that we're taught about you know the more women you sleep with makes you a man the more you fight and violence and money and you work hard and you provide like that's what all makes you a man you know what i'm saying so that was the guidebook that we follow them were the guidelines that yes. we followed yes. you know but then then you start to grow up you go through things you go through you know turmoil you struggle with the flesh and the spirit you get disappointed in people you get disappointed in yourselves and then you start to learn the true concept of what being a man is you know what yeah. i'm saying when you you know you learn how to love and respect women you t- learn about humanity you learn about equality you learn about your strengths and your weaknesses yeah. what makes you happy what makes you sad the good the bad the ugly and all that good stuff you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, I know that sometimes we've got to go through some trials and tribulations, but everything we go through contributes to the yes. future and who we become today, yes. bro. Yes, and that's true, man. Uh, just to add on to that, man, uh, I will say this. Um, put this in your head. Whoever's listening right now and is going to listen to this, think before you act, man. Um, you're going to go through some situations where you're going to react instantly, right? But make sure before you react think make sure if it's worth it or not um life is gonna i mean knock you down to your knees and gonna keep you there it's hard to really think before you react but at the same time there's been plenty of times where if i reacted i wouldn't be here today i'm gonna say Mm -hmm. that right now um you really gotta step back and think if i do this what's gonna happen to me or where i'll be at tomorrow what's going to happen to my family. Um, at the same time, the machismo thing, you know, yes, when we're young, that's what we think that's uh, it's powerful. Once you find the one that you love or, you know, you feel that you're there, leave that, let that go, you know, uh, really humble yourself, commit, and you might have that solid rock next to you that um, it's going to get you through, right? And uh, you don't have to prove nothing to anybody you don't have to be that machong like i say to your buddies because at the end of the day they're gonna laugh at you they're gonna say ha you know look he's out with us but he has his girl or wife you know at home and then they're gonna be the first ones to point the fingers at you so what i say is you know you really got to uh assess yourself and push back it's it's about really taking that pride and ego and taking it back to get to where you need to be because sometimes um 
you don't need everybody next to you in order to get where you need to be at. You need to cut people off because uh, in order to get to success, you got to cut a lot of people that's hanging on to you that's keeping you to be successful. So don't be the laughing stock, you know, to just prove a point or be the that uh, machismo guy, you know, and they're not doing it, you know. Just uh, be that example. Walk away and continue uh, fighting for what you want. And don't be ashamed to cut mm-hmm. people off because at the end of the day, um, it's your future. It's your goal that you want to accomplish that's going to help your family and yourself. So um, don't be scared to cut the cord because at the end of the day, they're just holding you down. And and it's not even always about the decisions that you make, mm-hmm. but you got to be mindful of the people who are around you and the decisions they make exactly. because they can make a decision that can impact your life forever. forever. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I went to murder. I went to prison for murder and ain't even kill nobody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My homeboy decided to shoot and kill somebody and me being the real guy that I am, I stuck to the rules. I, I, rode, I took the ride. I did my, my 17, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But it just taught me to, to not relinquish your power to people because people have different values and different priorities. You have to measure your friends. You got to know their goals. You got to know their mission. You got to learn how to draw boundaries with people because if you, you deal with people who only believe in mistreating, misbehaving, killing, shooting, robbing, all these things, one of these days, one of them incidents are going to affect your life. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be disciplined enough, focused enough to make a conscious decision about yourself, what you do, and the people, what they do who are around you. Because it can impact you. It can change your life just like that. Instantly. Instantly. If you see that you got a friend that is a hothead or they like to do certain things or, you know what I'm saying, you got to figure out if you're ready to take that ride with them. Or if you need to just love them from a distance. Exactly. And it's okay to love them from a distance. You know, uh... And at the end of the day, too, you know, and I forgot to say this earlier, you know, I was talking to Radio about this. You know, another thing that I'm looking in, if elected and part of my campaign, you know, when I'm talking to gangs at, on, on the streets when I'm door knocking, it's ways for them to help in the campaign or if elected, ways for them to get jobs and get them off the streets so they feel empowered or they feel that somebody really cares about them because at the end of the day, some of them really want to make that living wage for their families right and that's what they say they say hey all of us might not want that but some of us do and Mm -hmm. at the end of the day if i can be that person that can really open that bridge and help our community and really show that i'm here for everybody not just some and look away from others no because at the end of the day just because elected more willing i am just because I got a suit, I'm no different than a garbage man. I'm no different than anybody that I'm next to. I'm the same person, and I'm going to try to help everybody. So if you are trying to, you know, get some on your resume, if you are going through a second chance or you need some to, to put on, uh, you know, community hours or, you know, if you are in a game that just want to see what it takes to go through a campaign and want to help and walk through the community and, really show that what you can do. Join up my campaign, come out and really be part of the community, be part of a a positive impact that we can do all together. And what I say is, united, we can change our community. We can really change the look of how they look at us. That's Ooh, how that's cold, boy. At the end of the day, change the look at them. Okay, 
and we're all always getting judged. And if we keep letting them judge us, we're just going to continue to fail. So let's change the way they look at us. Let's change the way that we look at ourselves. We got to change the way we look at ourselves. You got the opportunity. Now, I give you the opportunity to come out. You know, uh, Hector Santiago, uh, look me up. Tell them where to find you, bro. www.hectorsantiago.com or uh, Facebook, Hector Santiago, um, Instagram. I mean, you can find me uh, three. Uh, I was going to give myself phone Just don't look, don't, up don't, the, don't look up the freestyle singer, <laughs> yeah, Hector yeah, yeah. Santiago. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but, um, I mean, if you want to email me personally on the side, it's H-E-C-S-A-N-T-I-A-G-O 2021 at gmail.com. Let me know. Be part of the campaign. Let's be a positive influence together. And let's really get to the next level. And if elected, let's, I mean, let's really change our district. Let's change what we really can uh, overcome. But if not, hey, we're still going to continue our movement. And we're going to continue our mission. And we're not going to stop. So this is not just to BS you and, and say that we're just doing this just because I'm running. No, I'm not doing this for name recognition. I'm not doing this just because uh, Hector Santiago wants uh, more money. and all. I lost it all, okay? Uh, I'm a pastor's son, so my dad's going to knock me back to reality if I'm BSing you or if I get egotistic. My dad's going to knock me over the head like we say in Puerto Rico, un poco taso. Un poco taso. And, you know, and like I said, um, at the end of the day, uh, name recognition to me is nothing uh, because if, you know, I, I'm spiritual and I'm sorry about this, you know, I'm, this, this whole campaign has been in God's hands. I said, hey, God, when I first started this campaign, I said, it's all in your hands and look where I'm at today. So just like where he's got me today, he can take me down or actually um, finish my campaign. So God gives and God takes away, exactly. bro. So that's why I say I'm running this campaign, honestly, doing what I have to do for our people. And that's what makes me a different candidate because at the end of the day, I do have fear of God. That's what my parents have installed in me. And also, I know I have to fight for our people. So don't think, you know, I'm, I'm born and raised Southwest. I know how to throw down for us to make sure we get the changes we need. So that way, the positive impact is made for our district, you know. And I had to get that off our chat, you know, my chat. This is Real Everyday People, y'all. We're at the end of the show. We're going to let Hector sign the Wall of Fame, man. And we're going to get to it, man. Appreciate y'all. And it got me upset. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.